0: hey everyone welcome to the latin excellence podcast i'm gabby
1: and this is carlos
0: and we are los Los Riveras. riveras our show features stories of top performers in the latinx community and helps you discover practical insights that you can apply to your own personal journey Have you ever found yourself wandering around the grocery store looking for the perfect greeting card to give your tía for her birthday? In my family, greeting cards are everything. But I will say, it is tough to find that perfect card that is culturally relevant and has a meaningful message, and not just translated from English to Spanish. In this episode, we talk with UX designer turned entrepreneur, Jesus Ruvalcaba, who decided to do something about this problem. In 2017, Jesus founded a Spanish-language greeting card company called Paper Tacos after failing to find a greeting card that he and his family could culturally relate to. In this episode, Jesus discusses growing up in the artichoke fields in the Central Valley of California and how his immigrant parents inspired him to pursue a career in art and ultimately launch his own company. We hope you enjoy this episode, and here is Jesus Ruvalcaba.
1: All right. So we'd like to welcome Jesus. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> Jesus, for joining us. Um, I will admit I was kind of scrolling through the uh, through your Instagram page and one of my favorite ones that I saw on there was Sana Sana Corrita de Rana, which was obviously what my mom told me all the yeah. time. So shout out to <laughs> that. A really good one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. so thanks for thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, so Jesus, we can just jump right in. I understand that you were working, or you still are, working as um, an art director in the Silicon Valley, several companies, um, and you had a light bulb moment where you had this idea for the business. Can you walk us through what that was like and, and the story behind that?
2: like you said, you know, I work in Silicon Valley. I've worked for companies like eBay and Hewlett Packard and uh, currently working at ServiceNow. You know, when I graduated college, like one of my dreams was to work for a big company and to become art director. And uh, I finally accomplished that when I got my master's from the Academy of Art University. And as soon as I got my degree, uh, I was working at Hewlett Packard and they told me, you know, you're now an art director, you're gonna, you're gonna, you know, um, art direct for designers, you have a small team. And uh, so at that moment, like I was at the highest of my career, I was super happy. This was like, like a lifelong goal, you know, to, to work for a big company and to have, you know, that position. So that's when I started just kind of thinking like, okay, so like, what could I do next? And um, I, it was like, when, a, when, like any other weekend, I went to a, a festival here locally called Viva Frida. And it was just, you know, to celebrate uh, Frida Kahlo's birthday. And uh, there was a bunch of food vendors and a few arts and crafts vendors. And I was there with my girlfriend and um, someone was, was selling um, posters with like different sayings in Spanish, you know, sana sana Rana" being one of them. <laughs> and uh, sapo, happy sapo verde to you. But there were posters or prints and, um I, I looked over to my girlfriend. I told her, oh, you know what? That, that would be cute. It was like a greeting card or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she agreed. And, but that's it. Like, that was it. I, I, I didn't think nothing more than that. That was in the summer. And then a few months later in December was my mom's uh, birthday. And I went to, you know, where you usually go to get a green card to Safeway or to, like, uh, Walgreens or whatever. Mm-hmm. And in particular, I went to Safeway. And when I was there, I was looking through the, the greeting card racks and I couldn't find really anything that really resonated with my mom. And the ones that they did have in Spanish, because like Hallmark does have like some Spanish cards, but they, they didn't seem like authentic and they didn't, uh, they seemed you know, like almost translated or forced. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't end up getting her a card. I just, you know, went, just left basically. Um, but that's, that's. At that exact moment when I left, I I kind of remembered what happened in the summer, and so that's where I think like the, the the idea like started started growing. After that day, like I got super excited, and ideas just kept on flowing in. I started brainstorming ideas as far as you know different holidays, different occasions, and then how do we celebrate that culturally, and how could I translate that into a greeting card. And so the ideas just kept rolling, you know? So like, again, Sapo Verde to you, happy birthday. Sana Sana Colita Rana became my first uh, Get Well card. When I was brainstorming Get Well, you know, I remembered all the things my mom used to do, you know, like with Vaporu, using Vaporu to like put on my, like,
1: put <laughs> yes, on me. still do that.
2: So. Yeah, so, so, you know, the ideas just started flowing like that. And um, before I knew it, you know, I had, I had a set of like 15 cards that I thought were solid
1: to, to get started. So it seems like you kind of um, you went to school, you got your education, you went to, got a master's, you went into the whole corporate life. Yeah, you have like an entrepreneurial bug, or what do you think that came from? Um,
2: you know, like Latinos in general, or I always have like some type of side hustle. I remember my my dad, like he's a truck driver uh, in the fields over here in the in the Salinas Valley, and. on the side he he had like a furniture business or you know um on the side he would like fix up old cars and like you know fix them and then resell them so like he was always doing something i you know i really look up to my dad and and i think that's kind of where a little bit of that comes from Mm
0: -hmm. yeah 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 that's common i feel like a lot of uh folks that we talk to have that in their blood because their parents you know either were forced or found a way to have a side hustle or make extra money so Curious about you mentioned um the Central Valley. Is that where you grew up?
2: Yeah, so I grew up in a small town called Castroville, and it's known as the Artichoke Center of the World. Mm-hmm. Um and I actually grew up on the on a labor camp when there used to be labor camps there. Uh wow. so it was like a house. We got lucky because we got to live in a family unit. So it was just mm-hmm. our family, but next door there was like barrack style with okay. uh, you know, the farm workers would would live there.
1: Yeah, that's definitely I kind of grew up watching my, my dad, my dad had his own pool company. So, you know, I would work alongside with him going out there, cleaning pools, um, you know, getting burnt out in the sun. Like those are, you know, hard jobs for sure that we had to go through. Yeah. You know what? I'm grateful to it, to have that opportunity to work with them just because it kind of helped me so much. See from like a customer service standpoint, right. He had to maintain his clients. Right. How do you think mm-hmm. that maybe those past experience helped shape you? kind of get where you are today you know i i think
2: that hard work ethic is something that i inherited from him as well so like you know i have my corporate job and then i come home and i have my little you know office space here in my bedroom and i i start you know at about nine o'clock at night because i have kids and you know i spend time with them and then at nine o'clock at night i i jump on the computer and it's my time to like work so like that hard work ethic that I saw with my parents is something that you know kind of rubbed off on me I know that nothing's gonna come free you know nothing ever came free to my parents (laughs) they worked hard for everything that they had even though they didn't have much and uh, I know that if I want to make this succeed you know I gotta have that same mentality
0: right so here you are in you know growing up in a labor camp I'm curious, were you always artistic as a kid? Did you enjoy that growing up or was that something you found later in life?
2: Yeah, so I grew up, in, you know, like I said, in Castorville and in the middle of the fields. And it was hard like in the summers because all my friends lived in town. So the, where I grew up, it was probably like a mile, mile and a half out of town. But, like into the fields. Mm-hmm. So like summers, I was kind of like myself, try to keep myself entertained. And drawing was something that I picked up and uh since I was little and my kids my kids my parents would um really supported me you know even though they didn't have much like I remember for one birthday they bought me a drafting table and that, you know we didn't have no room for it but they put it in the living room you know they set it up there and I had all you know they bought me some pencils and paper and all that and I just like I love I love to draw and um I remember when I was like 13 or so or 12 I entered like a local art contest and yeah and I I remember I I won the contest and I was super stoked and then I think like since then like I knew I wanted to do something in the creative arts.
0: So um, you went to I believe you went to Monterey Bay for university is that right? Oh yeah
2: yeah yeah so I went to um, I graduated high school and uh, I took like every you know art class I could take and then I wanted to be a, a traditional animator you know hand-drawn animation cartoons and so I went to community college first in Salinas and then I got my associates and then I transferred to CSU Monterey Bay but when I was at at community college was when I first uh, was introduced to like computer graphics Mm -hmm. I had to take like an intro to computers one of the one of the you know segments or a couple weeks of the, the class was learning Photoshop
1: Mm -hmm. And
2: when I learned Photoshop, I was like, what is this? Like, this is amazing. Like, (laughs) I could like, you know, take all my skills from drawing and like do it on the computer. And like, you know, it's I I just thought it was so cool. So I was hooked after that. And then that's how I transferred into CSU Monterey Bay. And I, um, I got a degree in print design.
0: How do you think that education translated into your business?
2: I, I strongly believe that with, with everything that I've, I've been through, like everything led to something else throughout my career and even to like where I'm at now. So like, mm-hmm. you know, I grew up, like, like I said, like, you know, in a small town, I had some art skills, I won a contest and that led to something else. I went to Hartnell, I learned about computer graphics, mm-hmm. Hartnell's the community college, I learned about computer graphics from there, I went to CSUMB. And then um, at CSUMB, um, I had some great mentors who landed me my first job. So everything just kind of like rolled, you know, to where I'm at. You know, I I ended up working here in Silicon Valley and then I got my master's and then I became like everything just kind of like rolled into place. But the reason I'm explaining all that is because. I got all of these skills from different places, from my education, like print design. Even though I went into now web design and I've been doing that for my, pretty much all my career, that those skills that I learned in print design is what I'm using right now to build paper tacos.
1: So right now you're still doing this by yourself or do you have a team that kind of helps you out?
2: Yeah, so I'm doing it pretty much by myself. However, I do have people that help me um, non-paying staff (laughs) Uh, they're all but yeah volunteers so like uh my my girlfriend's been there since the beginning and uh, she helps me with the copywriting on some of these so a lot of these are her ideas that we came up with uh that she came up with and um you know i so like she'll come up with the scene and i'll do the artwork And then my daughter, she helps me with all the packing orders and shipping and all that. So at three o'clock, I print the orders and she knows that they're ready and she'll start packing them. And then the next day I'll send them out. Um, Yeah. Early. Yeah. And then recently I started um, hiring freelancers. I work with freelancers, mostly illustrators from Mexico. And Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I reached out to them like, hey, I'm a small business, you know, over here in the United States and I do greeting cards and they get super excited and, and uh, I work I'm working for the couple that are you know amazing illustrators.
1: Nice. all right, so maybe we can go a little bit a little bit deeper when you have so right now you mentioned marketing right and I think right now you have like over twenty two thousand followers yeah on Instagram. How do you even grow that
2: <laughs> Yeah, so like I mentioned when I first designed the first 15 cards, I, I was thinking like what's the best way to like let people know about this? So I shared with family of course, and everybody told me like, oh these are great. And then I thought Instagram is probably like the best one because it's visual. Facebook, you know, it, I mean, I have a Facebook too, but it's not as, it doesn't perform as well as Instagram does. It, Instagram, you know, it's pictures, it's photos it's stuff like that. And all my stuff's very visual. So I just put all my 15 cards up there when I first started. And then I found vendors that did similar work to me or like I follow like a lot of Latino art. Uh, and I would share with them, like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a designer. Check out what I'm doing. And so people started, like, you know, word of mouth, um, started getting out there. And I think in the beginning, it was really more that, like, word of mouth, because even though there was a couple people doing it at the time, people really didn't see nothing like this, you know? And they immediately connected with it. Like, you know, like you were saying, the Sana, Sana, Kulitarrana. People really love that one. Uh, using fabuloso, the cleaning product, you know, to say like have a mm-hmm. fabuloso birthday, <laughs> awesome. you know. Um, using pan dulce, you know, to say like you're so sweet. So like, people didn't see this stuff out there, and when they saw it, they just like loved it, and they they started you know started growing like that. Um, but like marketing techniques, you know, I, I would f- I would follow unfollow, which is common, you know, to mm-hmm. grow um i did some of that i also reached out to influencers and i just like send them free product and again they you know they're influencers but they're normal people too you know then they they loved it and they would they would promote for me
1: Mm -hmm. i think one of the biggest challenges is maybe being a solo entrepreneur is that you have so many things that you want to get to whether it's marketing do i do my finance plan do i not so How did you kind of prioritize all that stuff and know when it hit it?
2: I just focused really on the artwork and just make, just kind of, I needed confirmation that what I was doing is something worth pursuing. And so I just focused on the artwork, on the designs, and then, you know, taking the risk and I went to a local, a local um, fair, actually, it was the fair that I first went to, but the following year. So like with that year that I got the idea, like, oh, you know, it'd be cool, like to do a green card. Mm-hmm. That same fair I went the next year, but I went as a vendor this time.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, I took 15, 15, my 15 designs and just, you know, um, see what people think, you know, ask questions, sold them, see mm-hmm. if my, my pricing was right. People thought it was fair. Um, I got great response. And uh, so in the beginning it was, I just prioritize um, the product basically and make sure that it was right and and work out any kinks there.
0: Were you curious, were you nervous selling your product that first time at the fair?
2: You know, the hardest step as, you know, like an entrepreneur is just taking that first step uh, because you're vulnerable, especially, you know, with like your artwork and, and stuff like that. Um, you don't know what people are gonna think until you put it out in front of their face. So yes, yeah, so I was nervous. Um, I, I remember I showed up like super early. They, like they they said like show up. They said like show up at ten o'clock, and I was there like at eight o'clock, like ready to go. Nice. And uh, so yes, yeah, so I was nervous at first, but uh, I mean once once I was set up, I was ready.
0: Yeah, a couple of things that I just want to point out is that you said I think are key. So one is even though you're sort of leading this on your own, you have people around you that help you, right? You mentioned yeah. your girlfriend, your daughter. Um, networked with other people. So I think that network piece is huge. What would you say just like some tangible advice for someone who's looking to, to create their own network or build their network? What would be some steps they could take?
2: Don't be afraid to reach out to people that, I mean, people have even reached out to me to ask me like, you know, how did you get started and whatever? And I'm not, because i mean i've encountered some people who are like are you know they're they're really defensive about their work and they don't want to share mm. you know how how they did it and stuff like that but i'm i'm open like if anybody asks me like i'm i'm open to share and i and i'm also one of the people that if i don't know something i'm not afraid to like ask someone and be like hey like you know what's the best way to do this or something like that you know so i i would say it's just you know don't be embarrassed to ask questions um looking foolish or anything like that like You know, if you if you have any doubts about anything, um, look for the right people, you know, people that are in in whatever it is that you're trying to do and and um, that have done it before and just ask questions.
0: Yeah, Uh, that's huge. I think sometimes uh, we think we can do it all ourselves, but I think it's beneficial when you ask for help and look at all the support that you've received.
2: My girlfriend's probably come up with, like, half of these ideas. Um, my parents, of course, and family members are constantly sending me text messages, like, hey, you should do a card about, you know, I don't know, something, you know. <laughs> uh,
1: do they ask for their cut yet?
2: <laughs> not yet, not yet. But, you know, <laughs> hopefully one day, I'll, I'll, you know, it'll grow where, where, I, where I could give some, give some of that back.
1: That's right, yeah, for sure. um and then so maybe can you talk to us a little bit about like the process of making sure that like you know i have to make sure that the paper is cut a certain way that the drawing comes out perfect like it sounds like not in here if you didn't sacrifice like that design so maybe just talk to us a little bit about the importance of the quality of the work you're doing
2: yeah the quality to me was super important in the beginning because i actually did I was gonna. I was thinking like I'm gonna print at home. Like I'm. Gonna, that was my thought. I'm just gonna print them at home. I bought a nice printer, and uh, you know, I bought a, a stack of like nice cardstock paper. And I like very quickly realized like this is a lot of work. Like I gotta print it. I gotta cut it. And honestly, it doesn't look that great because you could tell it's like printed at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the cuts weren't straight. Like you, I had like a paper cutter and everything, but I, I, you know, sometimes they were crooked and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, you know, I, I just wanted to make sure that if I'm putting something out there, I wanted to, you know, I want to be sure that it's the best that I could do it. And so that's when I, I thought, you know what, let me look if there's any printers locally that could help me out with this. Again, going back to like looking for a network of people. Mm -hmm. And I reached out probably to like 20 local printers, like commercial printers. Um, some told me I was too small to like print with them because they print large numbers, quantities, Mm -hmm. other ones, uh, just they weren't interested because I wasn't going to be bringing the amount of um, revenue for them. Uh, mm-hmm. Cause I was looking to print short runs. I you know, I'm not that big. Um, so I was looking to print maybe, you know, like at, the, at that time, like as little as 25 of each design. Mm-hmm. So they're like, Oh, we can't do that. Like you need a minimum of like a thousand per design or something like that. But I kept trying and eventually I got one here, actually here in Sunnyvale, which is really close to me who told me like, yeah, I have a digital press and um, with a digital press you could definitely do short runs and um and i i went for a meeting i told him you know again i was nervous because i had you know this little card with like a little fog <laughs> on it or whatever i was a little embarrassed yeah he took me very seriously and i guess he saw something and and told me like yeah you know we could definitely do this for you i think it's great and um and he started working with me and then when, when he gave me a proof and i looked at it i'm like wow like I could see this, like, in a store, like, the quality was, like, really good, and, you know, even, like, with the designs, I I test my designs, too, so, like, I'll sketch out, like, for example, I know your listeners probably can't, you know, they're not going to be able to see, but, like, I sketch out, like, little ideas on these papers, Mm -hmm. and then I post them on Instagram, on the stories, and I put polls, like, hey, would you guys buy this, what do you guys Uh think, give me feedback, and, you know, I have 20,000 followers, so that's a good Mm -hmm. pool to ask feedback from, um, and you know, they'll, they'll let me know right away whether they like it or not. And uh, and the ones that do like get an overwhelming, you know, that's how I, I know, like, okay, there's something here, and then I fine tune it and make sure that that quality is there for them when it's written. So
0: nice,
1: yeah, it's almost like it's it's almost like as soon as you do one card, it becomes almost easy to do the next one, and then you have like that instant feedback where now it's just all about scale because you yeah. can create it, get feedback on it, put it on the market.
0: Yeah. And, you know, one thing is having an idea. And another thing is maybe playing around with it and trying to test it in the market. But you, you know, made the decision to start this as a business. Um, and I think people are sometimes fearful of leaving their day jobs or maybe going all in their idea because they don't know if they're actually going to make money. Uh, can you talk to us about what your sales looked like? Maybe that first year when you started, and then what
2: it, how they look like now? Yeah, the first year, I mean, I started in September. And so, you know, that last quarter, I think I I think I think made probably like $2,000 or something like that. Was um, that
0: 2017 or
2: 18? 2017. 17. Yeah, I think I made like $2,000 by end of the year. And I had only invested, again, I found a great commercial printer who was willing to help me with short runs. So I only invested probably like, uh, I think it was like $500. Oh wow. Yeah. And so right away I saw, you know, return and a small profit. So then the next year, um, I made $7,000, uh, again, because I didn't know that it was a seasonal business. I was still learning. Mm -hmm. So it grew, but not by much, it was $7,000. And then the, the the following year, like every year has been doubling basically. yeah so last year it was 20 like 26,000 in sales and Uh this year I would have I was projected projecting to make about 40,000 like double Uh but I lost a lot of wholesale orders because everybody's closed yeah and so they're not ordering right now so I'm just selling direct to consumer
0: right now okay But, but prior to covid you were in about 25 stores nationwide,
2: uh, is that true? Yeah, I'm in about 25, 25, 30 stores, yeah.
0: Wow.
1: Nice. How did you get those, those original deals? Those...
2: Yeah, some of them saw me, because I would do, um, you know, like I said, Molcajete de Minguero, which is a, a, um, like a pop, a live pop-up that you could attend every last Sunday of the month in LA, and then every second to last Sunday in San Francisco. So I would go to those and there would be people that have their own stores, like boutiques, mm-hmm. uh, that sell their products there. And they would see my stuff and be like, after the show, like, hey, you know, i like to order some. So that's, that's how the first ones I got. But then when I saw like, hey, you know, they like my stuff. And if they're buying them here, I'm sure if I reach out to someone else, you know. So I just started reaching out to like gift shops and uh, boutiques and, and places like that
1: i know um gabby kind of mentioned it a little bit too um so right now you have your your full-time job but well you have two three full-time jobs your family (laughs) yeah service now and then um paper tacos so what does your day look like like maybe you can kind of walk us through you know how you start how you end and just talk to us a little bit about the schedule of what it looks like to have you know all those different jobs
2: yeah for sure it's pretty busy um so yeah like uh in the morning on I mean, my august day i have a corporate job so i i start at nine o'clock and i do that all day till five o'clock and then uh five o'clock to nine o'clock is really the time i'm with my kids and my family so um so yeah so that's that's the time i dedicate to them and then nine o'clock till as when i get tired basically <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is when i'm wrong. is when i'm focused on paper tacos and um, but but you know I'm I'm kind of like a, a night owl anyway. um Most I think most designers are. uh They stay up late, and they, that's when they get more so their focus
1: time. So, what what gets you going at night? What kind of what's that habit that kind of gets you yeah. going? It's like all right. Is there a particular song or something that coffee? Kind of pump, you some up? coffee
0: maybe.
2: <laughs> yeah, I actually do. I right when I get started, I I start myself a cup of coffee and. um and then, yeah, definitely music. Um, I, I love music, um, salsa, um, merengue, like a lot of like fast upbeat type music gets me going. Ooh, yeah, yeah, awesome. All
0: right, so shifting gears, I, I want to dig into culture and your thoughts on how that impacts your business and, and just your life overall. So thinking about um, being a Latino entrepreneur, how do you feel, how do you feel your background has influenced your leadership
2: style? I mean, like I mentioned earlier, like that hard work ethic, um, you know, seeing where my, my parents, where they were at and how they worked hard every day for everything that they had. That's something that definitely I carried over into what I do. You know, my dad, he's, he's retired technically, but he still does uh, truck driving. Like they call him like on-call type of truck driving. So Mm -hmm. he, He's supposed to be retired but he still does it um so he that hard work ethic is something that i grew up with and I, I i definitely see in 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 myself
1: yeah and and maybe how how is it just being you know authentic you're being your own self like you're in a space now who you can be really who you are yeah all those products about just your culture your background what's that like that's A real
2: big deal for me because, again, I remember, even when I was a kid, I remember I would go to the store for my mom, with my mom, and she would look for cards as well. But back then, they didn't really have as many translated cards as they do now, Um, at least Hallmark didn't. And she would ask me, like, oh, you know, what does this say? And I would translate it for her. And then she would actually write the translation, like, in the card and give it to like her sister or you know my aunt or something someone like that and so so you know I I remember that and then now I'm someone who's producing something who I'm sure other people have had that challenge before mm is finding a product that they could resonate with you know emotionally culturally um, and uh, I don't know I just think it's kind of unique that everything's kind of like full circle with with what I'm doing so my culture is like definitely embedded into everything that I do um with uh with my product.
0: Yeah it's huge and when Carlos and I read your story we thought to ourselves like duh yes this is genius like why doesn't this exist already and Mm -hmm. and this is awesome and I'm curious to get your thoughts on you know one recognizing that Latinos are the fastest you know growing demographic in the U.S. um why do you think more mainstream mainstream companies why don't They make more products tailored to
2: us. Actually, also, you know, I investigate like big, big companies because, you know, I look to them to learn. They they have the money to spend and to fail and all that. I don't. So Mm -hmm. I look at what they're doing all the time. And um, Hallmark actually started Spanish translated cards or not translated cards, but Spanish cards. But then I guess they recently realized that just doing that isn't cutting it so they created a new sub brand called vida which is more is more tailored towards millennial like here so there's they're written like spanglish you know uh, as opposed to just spanish so so hallmark i think is 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 making an effort to try to reach that community but when you look at the artwork it's still like you could look at my cards and know right away like like who it's targeting, theirs. If you're just like at a fast glance, look at it. Like you, you don't know like who really they're targeting. So mm-hmm. I think they're they're tra- they're trying. Big companies are trying. At least Hallmark is, but uh, they're not quite there yet. And as far as like American greetings or Carlton cards, those are big companies, but they they really don't do much in the space. And I don't know why. I mean, I, it's definitely a void. It's better for me. So
0: <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. Well, I think we need to look to you and other entrepreneurs that are you know, making similar products in that similar space because that's the only way we're going to get representation and really be um, able to relate to the, the products. So.
1: What, what do you got lined up for the next coming months <laughs> and years to come? Yeah, so
2: I'm working on Mother's Day cards. Um, I'm also working on graduation cards, which will be coming up uh, next month, and then uh, Father's Day as well. So that's, that's what I'm working on right now. Um, and then in winter, we're working on a book. So it's going to be our first book. It's going to be a children's book. Um, awesome. It's going to be on Sana, Sana, Colita, Rana. Hopefully in, in winter for the time for the holidays, we'll we'll have uh, our first book out. And then we're always looking to expand um, our product. So I'm starting with, with uh, greeting cards. But... I'm trying to see how else could I expand in the gifting space, mm-hmm. um, you know, with, with other, other products.
0: Well, Jesus, you're doing an amazing job. Thank you so much for, yeah. for sharing your story with us. I, yeah, I think thank you're you. an inspiration to many people who, who are wondering, you know, like what should I take my hobby to the next step? Could this be a business yeah. is that I'm good at? So I think just seeing your success is going to be huge. Yeah. Um, so thank you.
1: And I am sure we will be very loyal customers for many, many years oh, yeah. to come. Absolutely. We <laughs> have a sure. lot of family that we need to get through. So we will definitely be um, on your side for sure.
0: Yeah. Awesome. And just to wrap up. So we like to ask just uh, these fast four questions just to okay. get <laughs> of who you are. Um, so the first one is name one person that you're currently following or someone that you just really admire.
2: Like I was talking about Hallmark and how like I study them. I actually have three books that they published about Hallmark and Joyce Hall, which is the guy that created um, Hallmark is someone that I'm really like trying to learn about and how he grew his business. Because back in the day, it, there was no greeting cards. It was just postcards. And so I'm learning how he like grew that and expanded to the empire that it is today.
0: So, yeah. Nice. cool. Yeah, and that, I guess, goes into our next question, but what book are you currently reading? Right now, currently, what am I reading?
2: You know, I used to be part of a book club a few months back, but um, the last one I read was Little Fires Everywhere, uh, which was just part of the book club. It was pretty good. That was the last one.
1: Cool. All right. Well, being that you are the owner of Paper Tacos, but maybe you have another one, but what's your favorite Spanish dicho?
2: Um, Ponte las pilas. I like that one, yeah. yeah, ponte las pilas. I think it, you know, it kind of relates to any entrepreneur that's out there hustling. Is you just got to get out there and and
1: uh, you know ponte las pilas and do some hard work. I love it, love it. And Plastic. then yep, our last one is: What would you want your younger self to know?
2: You know, I'm a I'm I'm a an overthinker, <laughs> and so yeah like definitely, if I knew what I knew now, um, I would tell myself like, don't overthink too much um if you feel that it's something worth pursuing then go for it
1: nice i love it yeah well thank you again for joining us i'm sure that you your girlfriend and your daughter are going to make an amazing team going forward and (laughs) wait to see see all the success i know in a few months from now you're going to be huge and i can't wait to see all of it Um, So thanks so much for joining us.
0: Yeah. And um, just where uh, for our listeners, where can they find more information about you and about Paper Tacos?
2: Yeah. So they could visit my website, um, www.papertacos.net. And Instagram, I'm at paper underscore tacos.
1: Thanks again, Jesus. Also, if you haven't purchased a card for your mom or abuelita yet, Mother's Day cards are now on sale at papertacos.net. And just exclusively for our listeners, we'll also hook you up with a 20% discount if you purchase from Paper Tacos in the month of May. Just use the promo code LATINX and you'll find plenty of unique Spanish greeting cards rooted in Latinx Cultura y Tradición. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode, make sure to subscribe to our channel and leave us a review. You can also follow us on Instagram at Latin Excellence Podcast. Thanks again for listening. And hey, if you know someone we should be highlighting, feel free to drop us a note or a comment and let us know how we can share their story.